Podcast. You know where this is? This is your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. And tonight, man, we got a lot of stuff to catch up on. There are so many trailers that just dropped. There's like a million of them. We're going to try to talk about all of them. And Guardians Holiday Special. And Andor. And Rings of Power. And just so much stuff. So... Without further ado, Onward and up there, DJ Kevin Kev, let me know what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up? That's that what's up. up. Right on, brother. Right on, right on, right on. DJ Kevin Kev on the mic. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Tell me what's new. What's Um, popping? What's crackalacking? It's uh, the month of Christmas. So, you know, doing all that last minute Christmas. Celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior. (laughs) That's correct. As we do. As we do. That's how we roll. With, with, with Monster Jam toys Mm -hmm. and Hot Wheels toys. And Turkey. As we do. <laughs> and stuffing, Perky, the, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's um, right. You uh, know what, brother? I, I, I have, um, I have decided mm-hmm. that I'm going to enjoy holiday food this year. I've been dieting, as you know, mm-hmm. for like two years now. You're gonna indulge, and it's been a long time since I have enjoyed food as like a recreational, uh. um activity right break open a bag of doritos i no but um so you're not i'm i'm going to i'm going to engage in holiday food yeah okay so So, i'm going to i've got a couple of dinners planned on the schedule with with the families and uh and i'm just going to enjoy them i'm gonna i'm gonna do you know everything that's available that's a that's a special holiday comfort food or whatever Fair enough. that looks pleasurable. I'm going to take pleasure in food for the first time in a couple of years. Nice. And then, you know, I'm going to diet afterwards to make up for the, all the damage I do. It'll there be fine. No worries. Because it's all good. Because I, I'm you good. deserve it. I'm good. You deserve it. I'm, you know what? I'm so, so comfortable where I am that I'm not worried about it at all. Did you realize that they, uh, they temporarily, I'm assuming, released Cherry Coke back in Canada? Are you aware of this? Uh, I heard some people say that uh, Cherry Coke Zero yes. was in stores. It is in stores. Uh, and I've been so buying copious amounts. I, I have yet to see it. Maybe it's in gas stations. Is it in gas stations? I haven't seen it in I gas stations. It? I've, oh, I've where only have you seen, seen it. it. Uh, Walmart carries it. Um, the first place okay. I actually saw it. 
And I swear to God, it was funny because I just randomly walked over to the pop section and I'm the type of person I would drive to the States to get cherry Coke. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. haven't done that in, you know, four years because of COVID obviously. Right. And I was also, I think it's, I think it's been pretty like readily available at least once a year here for a while. Yeah, But it's usually in the summertime, which is odd that it would be in the wintertime. Right. So I just randomly walked over to the pop section in Rexall because I was picking up some prescriptions. And I I I recently had a cool Rexall story too. Go ahead. Okay. So I was, I was just looking at the pop because I was killing some time and my eyes caught cherry Coke zero. It was like finding like, like you know when you go like oh god uh, like to I like, would hear angels singing right if I, you if go I to just like randomly saw cherry coke right Zero, you yeah. go to a, like yeah. a store uh, like you're looking for like you know I don't know say like a toy or you know you go to the comic yeah. store and you're looking for a certain comic and they only have one issue left oh! and it's like the heavens are singing that's exactly what it was like and I was like the fuck <laughs> and I literally grabbed both cases that were on the shelf and just yeah. walked right up to the yeah. cashier. And bought them, and I've been just like I, I find it at Walmart. So I need to stock up yeah. before uh, before they take it off well, the shelves. Well, I, I truthfully, uh, I go to Walmart a lot, but it, mm-hmm. I, maybe it's been a couple of weeks, so maybe I just have. Yeah, check maybe out. I just yeah, I have yet to just go to my Walmart and see it there yeah. yet. So yeah. they do have zero. Exciting. It's yeah. exciting if that happens. Yeah, Coke cherry. I do have that experience zero. every time I'm in, my, I'm in my Walmart now. I have that experience because they're. I've discovered there recently that uh, in the pharmacy section mm. they have most they have the most amazing low carb sec- food like um, uh, treat section. Okay. Um, and it's amazing because it's not it, like they don't put it in like the normal junk food section, the normal candy section, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the but it's in the pharmacy because it's all like low carb. So I got I don't know what it, whatever maybe diabetics uh, yeah. whatever I don't possibly. Um, but they have the most amazing stuff now, dude. The stuff mm-hmm. I've always wanted. Like, I was excited last year when I discovered a Magic Spoon breakfast cereal because they have like every flavor of breakfast cereal mm-hmm. in like low carb, like zero carb version. They sell it at Walmart. It's it. Yes. Really? No. 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 Not Magic Spoon. No, oh, I was no, gonna no, say. No, I, I was about no, to rent a no. Walmart. Mine's I'm open until eleven. Since then, no. Since then, yes. at Walmart, I have discovered. There are all these other products that are that are um, low carb simulated stuff. First of all, there's this there's this amazing um, chocolate bark called Keto Cracks. Okay, that's like a it's like a bag of chocolate bark, and it's got a couple different flavors. Um, one flavor I think is like almond and chocolate bark, mm. and the one I get the one I get is like sea salt and something and chocolate. Anyway, it's like it's like zero carb, like sugar free, like chocolate bark, mm. and it's and it's it's amazing, and it's like it's like ten dollars for like this bag that's like a half a pound of it. It's like it's, like, it's not even expensive, mm. and and then later I discovered they have um, these zero carb uh, Doritos really? in like four different four different flavors. Okay, yes, so like all, and then the dream, Kev. They have zero carb cheesies. Oh wow! And like I never, I, I never imagined this. I've been yeah. a zero. I've been a low carb dieter for like twenty years now. Like I started low carb dieting in the late nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousands, probably early two thousands is probably when. Um, dude, they had a lot of stuff. They never had a low carb cheesy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I, I am amazed. I that I and I hear the angels singing when I walk into my Walmart like <laughs> yeah. pharmacy low carb section now. Um, exactly like that. Anyway, that's funny. So I'm looking forward to getting that that cherry Coke Zero. But yes. dude, we should get into some topics. Yes. Unless you have any like more life news or anything that we're not talking about uh, that I missed. No, not really. Um, same. I want to say I want to say happy happy birthday, G. I can't wait till your birthday party. I know that uh, <laughs> in I know 2023. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Sorry, brother. No, I. So we're gonna. I, I, happy birthday, Greg. Seriously, love you. Um, and I'm sorry. We, I'm sorry that the plans aren't coming together. Um, yeah. But they will. They will. Something will happen. We're gonna. And we're gonna get together with Bill and Greg, and we're gonna give our real reviews of Andor. We're not gonna review Andor tonight, even though I do want to talk about it a bit. I want to give my. I want to give a. I want to give an overview of my new. My new my new outlook on star Wars and it's mm-hmm. based on my opinion of Andor. So I'm not going to review the whole fucking series, Fair enough. but I'm going to talk how I, how I feel about it in general terms. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, of course, you know, um, spoiler alert. I love it. Um, but anyway, um, that's yeah. one of many, many topics we have to talk about tonight. There's so much to catch up on, including a ton of trailers that just dropped for upcoming stuff. That's that that's on its way out. Um, <clears throat> but first of all, I, I think probably the one that's um, been uh, like the first trailer dropped a, the longest time ago was for Avatar 2. Yeah. Uh, Avatar Way of Water. Um, yep. So, um, you know, we're not going to like uh, listen to the trailer and give our reactions to it because there's too many trailers tonight to do that for. Mm. But, um, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit. And uh, I just want to say, uh, first of all, I'm not an Avatar fan. Mm. Um I, I, um, okay. I saw the first one in theaters, uh, twice, I think maybe three times. Oh, wow. Um, and I, and I, I don't want to suggest that it's not, um, a cool experience in the theaters, but my opinion of it is it's not a movie. It's a, it's like, it's an experience that turns a movie theater into kind of like a, like a ride. You know what I mean, like, like an experience, yeah. More than a more than a story. <coughs> Sorry, I'm suddenly getting a dry cough now, now that we're talking mm. for the first time in months. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, um, my opinion of Avatar is that the writing, the story was so bad that it wasn't even a story to me. Like it, mm. like it fell apart. It fell apart so badly for me, um, that I wasn't even paying attention. Like you couldn't, you know. I couldn't name the main characters of it, even though I've seen it a few times. Mm. Um, but when you were in the theater for that movie, it was a transformative experience, right? It was like definitely an experience, James, yes. James Cameron performed a visual and, uh, you know, I, I, I guess the sound too was amazing and innovative as well. Um, but like you were transported in that movie theater in a way that I, I don't think any other movie has ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, you felt like you were inside that movie yep. a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and and so when the trick wasn't working so much, and when I started to pay attention to what they were saying on in the movie, um, like the writing was just so bad, it like offended me <laughs> as a person who like like loves a good story. Mm-hmm. Um. 
<laughs> but uh, like, okay, I get why people love it. Is what I, is what I want to say. Like, I don't, I don't want to say like I think it's garbage. Like, I get why people love it, but to me, it doesn't like count as a movie even. Um, but so I'm watching the trailers for Avatar Two: The Way of Water, and like, I don't really care about the story, but at the same time, I can't really tell what the story is at well, all. Well, they're they're very vague with the with the yeah. It's extremely, extremely vague. Yeah. Is my point, I, I guess. Um, and it looks like the point of the trailer is: look, it's more Avatar, mm -hmm. and you love Avatar, so just come and see it because that it's more Avatar. Um, I, I feel like they're really, really relying on the brand uh, and not really trying to push what the I story of feel, is at all. I feel like they're more relying on the technology and the effects. To tell you the truth. Sure. Visually, sure, it's sure. stunning. I I can't deny that. But yeah. much yeah. like you, I I I have next to little interest in watching it. Um, I that being said, I'm sure I will watch it. Um, it right, probably like won't I, be right I out feel the gate. like maybe not for this. Maybe I'll watch mm -hmm. it at home. Maybe I won't actually go to a theater because it's honestly not a not a thing that I even get a chance to do. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because like, I, I, maybe if I was bored and I had a chance to go to the theater, I would, just because I'd be like, okay, let me see if this tra is a transformative experience again. But I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't think I really will. I think maybe I'll watch it at home or I'll try to, and if it's awful, I won't, be, I won't get all the way through it. Mm. But um, I think it'll be huge. I think a lot of people will go see it and love it. For sure. um, <clears throat> so. Whatever. Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, and uh, <laughs> whatever. I don't, uh, maybe it'll be great. Maybe mm -hmm. maybe he learned a lot of lessons from the story, from the writing in the first one. Maybe he, you know, maybe he tr figured out how to fix that in the second one. We'll see. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, I'll say I, I did like the first one. I enjoyed the first movie. Um, sure. But 12 years, I lost interest in it. Because they announced that they were going to make sequels to this like twelve years ago, and for me, it's just like. Do the visuals look like they've advanced? To you they that, do. I saw the. Uh, so when I went to see Wakanda Forever, um, I saw the movie in three D, and right. they showed a three dimensional trailer for Avatar Two, and I will tell okay. you the 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 three D in that movie is phenomenal. And that was on like a regular screen, so I can just imagine how fucking. Did you did you feel like you were underwater? Um, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like if you watch it in IMAX, you probably will feel like you're underwater. You know what I mean? So that's how that's how good they were okay. just in regular 3D. So uh, I feel like that that'll that'll be the whole success of this movie. If, yes, if people come out and they go, I felt like I was underwater. Like yes. that'll be what people. That'll be the quote you see. Yeah. Okay. Go. For sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, much like you, um, I'm not super stoked to watch it. Um, but that being said, I'm sure I probably will go see it eventually. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. How so? How many billions of dollars do you think it'll? Do you think it will surpass the first one, or do you think um, it will? I have a feeling, like if word of mouth. Um, if it's just like the first one, the first one, no one went to go see it when it first came out. Uh, it didn't really. Yeah. It, really it had legs. It, yeah. it went on and on and on. Yeah, yeah it yeah. didn't gain those legs until like a couple of weeks later when people started talking about it. <laughs> right? And how much they enjoyed it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I didn't go see it right away. 
I went to yeah. watch it like after the hype train started rolling about it, right? Right. So right. Um, I'm sure it's going to be the same thing with this one. But uh, we'll see. Time will tell, right? It comes out in, what, three weeks? Uh, just before Christmas, if I remember correctly? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. Soon. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will see. All right. Let's uh, let's move on because we got so much to get to. Uh, the boom done for you, James boom Cameron. Done! And, uh, you know, we'll wait and see how much money uh, rolls in for you. I'm we'll sure find out soon. I'm sure it will be a lot. It'll be lots. <laughs> It'll be lots. People love that shit, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I, maybe it'll be good. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't want. It. Anyway, let's move on. Yes. Um, the other thing people love that I want to shit on. Uh, do we have a Indiana Jones theme? Did we ever have an Indiana Jones theme? Um, I, probably, probably not. Anyway, there's a new Indiana Jones movie coming out, and it's got a fucking fucking shitty title. So everybody, get excited. <laughs> Yeah, I knew we had that. Yep. Oh my God. Yep, I have it. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I can't even say it. <laughs> the Dial of Destiny. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I know I'm going to be the complete opposite for you. I, I'm stoked for this. Um, no. I love that trailer. I absolutely love okay. that trailer. It looked like okay. the, it felt like the original Indiana Jones. It's it's okay. definitely going to destroy the um, Crystal Skull. I have very high faith that it's going to destroy the Crystal Skull. I mean, I mean. <clears throat> That's that's kind of a low. low it's bar, a very low it? bar, but it's a it's a bar. No, but to me, this looks like it's going to be um, on the level of like the first film. Like to me, I, I think this looks great. So we'll I see again. Know, time will tell. I don't, know, I don't know why I hated this trailer so mm-hmm. much, Kev. I felt like the speech that he makes in it, mm-hmm. the one about. It's not what you believe. It's what you, it's what if what you believe hard enough. Like if you believe hard, it's, I, it was like, what are you trying to say with mm-hmm. this fucking speech? Like, I, for and if if you if you if you give me a bad title, like if you give, like I feel like it's the most important part with the Indiana Jones series is the title right at this point because. I don't know. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It was so goofy and so like. Oh, King of Crystal Skull and, is fucking this is tor- terrible. You, you, like, yeah. why do you want to? Why do you want to do something that's something of something again? Like Temple of Doom was a great name, but like, like you know, Last Crusade was a great name. Uh, you know, like why? Why don't you give me a name that's talking about how this is probably his final movie, like Indiana Jones and the Legacy of something i don't know like danger fear something i don't know like doom is a kind of very vague thing right mm-hmm. temple of doom is not that specific well, kingdom of the crystal all... skull was very specific and it specifically referred to a completely goofy fucking storyline yeah, that, that stupid was fucking storyline and but your dial jumping... of destiny sounds sounds like a like a price is right game no to me like, dial it's... of destiny sounds like it's like down there with like uh, of the Raiders of Lost Ark, or sure, um, like that I mean? thing, like, that thing from, the, from Raiders. Yeah, right? there's obviously uh, a dial of destiny in the film. It's not. It's probably not just 
um it's probably an no, object is my guess yeah, yeah. so it yeah. suits the the original things right so i don't know why you're shitting on the fucking title <laughs> i just feel like it's a bad it's a bad title yeah, I fair don't enough know. but i'm just saying like i'm sure the dial of destiny and then that something. and then that monologue i thought was a really bad monologue fair enough. and if and but the if effects that's what you and got, the action and everything that's what you got for the trailer okay no, i got the effects, i want to say great um did the de-aging looked fucking great um yeah, no, I think this movie is going to be fucking good. But then uh, when oh, he Oh, sorry, was, let me rephrase I that. I hope this movie is fucking good. <laughs> I hope it's good. I hope, I hope it's, it's good. good. I, do, I don't want it to be bad. I'm not yeah, rooting for it both. to be bad. Like, um, you know, rumor is that it might be Kathleen Kennedy's last uh, outing as mm-hmm. head of Lucasfilm. And so, like, all of her eggs are in this basket for it to be successful and for it to be her leaving on a high note. Mm-hmm. And I hope she gets that, you know, even though she kind of got that with movies that I hated, you know, like the Star Wars prequel trilogy. I, I hate all three of them looking back now and they were all very successful from her point of view. So mm-hmm. I could hate this and it could be very successful from her point of view. And uh, I accept that my opinion is just my opinion. Um <laughs> But I'm not excited about this based on this trailer anyway. I felt like, um, the, okay, the de-aging looked fine, but like mm-hmm. the de-aged scenes didn't look like interesting to me. Um, Fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and and I and all the dialogue, none of it hooked me in. I felt like the the scoring of the trailer was like really kind of uh on the nose like in the t- in your face over the top i don't know it gave me rise of skywalker vibes it Fair gave enough. me like gave me vibes of um we're doing like everything to remind you of nostalgia and and maybe story is it as important but i don't know i haven't seen the movie yet so mm-hmm. we'll see but anyway that's where my my vibe is anyway so um <clears throat> anyway here's hoping it's a good movie um, and, uh, you're more hopeful than I am. Let's just I say that. Am. And James Mangle. All right, then. James Mangle has a great resume under his feet, so <clears throat> it's, it's, it's got legs to be a good film. <laughs> so For sure. We'll see. For sure. For sure. Boom! All right, then. <laughs> Moving on, then, from indie to, mm-hmm. uh, what should we talk about next? Guardians. Um, you know what? Sure, Guardians is, I think, the biggest one for me. Mm-hmm. I think Guardians three is probably the 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 thing that I'm most excited about. Um, holy shit, James Gunn has been on a roll. We're going to talk about the Guardians holiday special when we get to the review section of the show. Um, but it was fantastic, and um, Peacemaker turned out to be the surprise of. Mm-hmm. All surprises for me it turned out to be one of my most favorite things of all time, even though it was probably something that I really wish didn't exist um, before I saw it. Like mm-hmm. really hard, like really hard. <coughs> um, but regardless, um, uh, you know, obviously uh, Suicide Squad uh <laughs> His Suicide Squad was amazing. We both loved it, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't that successful. Um, 
to me, James Gunn just has can do no wrong with his uh, Marvel and DC outings. I'm super stoked that he's the new head of DC. Yeah. We haven't talked about that. No. That's something we don't even have our list of topics. But you know, everybody knows that now. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm super I'm super stoked about the future of the DCU, which he's about to kick off, invent. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, this trailer for Guardians Three. Um, everybody's talking about how kind of sad it looks kind of emotional it looks and and it kind of looks like somebody's gonna die they're very hinting Mm -hmm. um that maybe all maybe all the guardians are gonna die like i think that's hinted at but um people are talking about who's gonna die they think they think rocket's probably definitely gonna sacrifice himself and you know there's a lot of conversation about what guardians are gonna make it out of this alive or not Mm -hmm. um I kind of like the idea that they all go out together, kind of like Rocket indicates uh, in the dialogue of this trailer. Mm. We all fly off together one last time. Um, I think that would be dope if they did that. Um, I know Batista has been talking publicly about how he's too old to play this character anymore because mm-hmm. he can't keep up his physique. Um, you know, because he's fucking in his fifties, and the, and you know it's hard. It's, yeah. You know, he's he's not wrong about that. Um, and uh, I'm I'm a hundred percent positive that he and James Gunn already have a plan to bring him into DCU as Lobo. Oh, I'm sure. Um, uh, and I think that will be awesome as fuck if if that happens. And mm-hmm. I can't wait. I think it's definitely going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think there, there's a good case to make that that all the guardians die in this or are you know maybe maybe they want to keep some of them around for secret wars so i don't know maybe, maybe that doesn't happen but um or maybe they die and then they come back for secret wars because anything can basically happen mm-hmm. uh in secret wars and the, the kang uh dynasty movie anyway but this particular this particular trailer which i haven't talked about much sorry uh, it shows adam warlock it shows um uh, 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 the uh, what's the evolution guy g- called again? Um, I have no idea what we're talking about. The character who cre- the character who basically creates uh, rockets. Um, he's a uh, a character who just does genetic genetic experiments uh, to try to create the most uh, the best the most perfect form of life. No uh, idea. I never okay. read the books, but so yeah, I have no he's idea. he's he's famous from the books. Um, mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, so it looks like we're going to see Rocket's origin in this. We're going to go to a world of characters who were all just like him, genetically engineered mm-hmm. um, to be like uh, human versions of animals. Um, and uh, yeah, that's basically all I can recall from this trailer. But um, uh, I'm very excited about this movie. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome. It's going to be very emotional and it's going to pull at the heartstrings. Uh, maybe we're going to see Groot die again. Again. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, and whoever the new guardians are going to be, whoever the new team is going to be, because um, it could be even Adam Warlock who goes on to start the new guardians team because he does in the comics, okay. right? So you could you could see at the end of this movie like, <clears throat> here's my prediction: uh, Groot sacrifices himself again. All the guardians die, maybe, and Adam Warlock finds the little sprout that becomes the new baby Groot. Mm. At the end, like like you know how when Groot kills himself the first time or sacrifices himself the first time, Rocket finds the little sprout and it becomes the new baby Groot that he plants. Right. I think I think the same thing could happen with like 
another character that indicates, well, this is what the future of the new Guardians team is going to be. Mm. Uh, something like that, if they all go out together, which I would prefer. I would like to see them all go out together rather than, you know, one of them sacrifice for, for them all or whatever. And then you see Peter Quill and the other Gamora go off, mm. you know, happily ever after. I don't I don't want to see that. And I don't think James Gunn is interested in an easy, happy ending like that. But anyway, that was a lot of talk about the, the movie and not the trailer. Mm-hmm. But uh, what did you, what did you think of the Guardians three trailer? Kev? Yeah, it looked good. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely, like you said, it looks like it, like it's going to be pulling at the, uh, the heartstrings. Um, yeah. It looks like it's going to be an emotional one this time. Um, yeah, no, it looks, it looks great. Um, I, again, I can't really, uh, comment on the comic side cause I never read the comic, but, uh, from a guardians movie perspective, I, I think it looks great. It looks, it looks like it's gonna, gonna, uh, wrap the trilogy off. Nice. Um, I love that. I, do you think, um, do you think Kevin Bacon, I'm, I'm jumping ahead here though. But you think Kevin oh. Bacon will actually be part of the MCU universe now as Kevin Bacon? No. No. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. A lot of people are theorizing he's going to come back in Guardians 3. Yeah. Because they because they didn't have a dance off in the- <laughs> Right. <laughs> or whatever and cuz he said uh, cuz he said I'll see you at Easter or whatever yes. at the end of uh I don't know. I I don't know how many times you're going to go to the Kevin Bacon well um Really, I think you've. I think it's beaten enough to death, uh, but we'll see. I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it looks good. Uh, I'm. I'm definitely excited to catch this one um, in theaters when it comes out. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Me too. I think it's going to be special. Mm-hmm. But moving on, boom done, Guardians. Boom done. Um. Let's hope you all die. It'll be awesome. Um. Ant Man. Um. The first Quantumania trailer came out a while back, a few weeks back, um, and it looks like this is probably the first of our new Avengers movies, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're building, we're building up to the new, the new conflict, which is with Kang. Yes. And this, this is kind of our first time an Avenger is facing off face to face with Kang. you don't count Loki as an Avenger. I don't count Loki as an Avenger. Um, so then what I'm saying is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know what? I, I, I think you could have predicted this plot. We're going into the quantum realm and we're finding Kang down there and mm-hmm. his whole organization. I think we're going to find out the, the TVA is that that city is down there. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, you know, we're seeing full on evil Kang with the blue face, like very realistic from the, co- or sorry, very, uh, faithful to the comic, uh, image of Kang, which, you know, uh, we love, of course, um, gives us hope that eventually we'll see a comic accurate Galactus in the MCU. If we're mm-hmm. seeing blue face Kang, I think it's more and more likely, um, and, uh, he's very menacing. He's got that awesome line. Have I killed you before, Ant Man? Um, which makes you think that Ant Man is going to die in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think he'll probably end up uh, lost in the quantum realm at the end of this movie, not dead, because um, I kind of feel like we're setting up Ant Man's Iron Man arc here. Uh, I, th- I feel like he's going to be the uh, the mentorly like 
senior Avenger of the new Avengers team, whatever it's going to be. Okay. And I feel, and I feel like after what I see, this little, these little touches of dialogue, what it's going to be like between him and Kang in this. Um, I feel like maybe Ant, Ant Man is going to be involved in killing Kang in eventually what becomes the great big finale. You know, whatever the uh, the end game is of of this uh, phase of Marvel. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, as far as this trailer goes, uh, it, uh, I think uh, Bill Murray looks interesting. I think we're going to see that Michelle Pfeiffer and Bill Murray had an affair while she was trapped in the quantum realm, okay. quantum realm, and maybe they have a kid. Uh, mm. down there maybe Bill Murray and Michelle Pfeiffer had a kid while she was down there or they at least had a, a romantic relationship so I think there's going to be a great fun dynamic uh, with Bill Murray and Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Kirk Douglas Kirk mm-hmm. not Kirk Douglas Michael Douglas Michael Douglas yeah yes <laughs> okay. Kirk Douglas is the old the old old yes. guy yes um, anyway yeah. <clears throat> yes I think that's going to be fun um and I think there's going to be some awesome scary tension and some cool, like you see like uh, an awesome scene where Ant-Man sees like a bunch of different variants of himself all like in the same, like he's seeing them all at the same time. And like some of, and some of them are like dying, like right in front of him. So uh looks like it's like a dangerous, uh, scary situation for Ant-Man, for Scott Lang. And uh looks cool. It looks mm-hmm. cool as heck. I th- yeah. is what I think mm-hmm. this movie looks cool. Cool as heck. Um, so I'm very stoked for this uh, Ant-Man film, and um, and the trailer has gotten me even more stoked. What do you think? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, trailer looks great. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to um, to watching this one as well in the theaters. Uh, definitely, uh, I feel like this is one that's going to be have to be watched in 3D. To tell you the truth, I don't know. It feels like a 3D film. 3D too. even, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. um yeah no it looks very cool it's the uh, obviously um this is where we're we're really getting introduced to Kang like you said um yeah. we briefly met a variant of him in um uh Loki Loki <clears throat> but um yeah i guess which i is... still love a lot of people shit on that series now i don't yeah, know why good. i still think loki was dope yeah it was yeah. good i enjoyed loki uh i yeah i even like she-hulk i didn't hate it like a lot of people did i um, love she-hulk yeah. dude i thought she-hulk was fucking great hated it. But yeah, yeah no, I, I don't get show. that at all. Mm-hmm. It was a, very, I thought it was funny. It was different, even, right? It was, a, it was a different, um, it was a comedy, right? So, uh, yeah. And a lot of people shout on that last episode. I, I really enjoyed the last episode when they broke the fourth wall and all that shit. And, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't really like, talk about it. But yeah, when she goes to, uh, to like Marvel headquarters and all that shit, I thought that was great. <laughs> I thought that was good stuff. Um, they kind of, um, um, glossed over the episode though because it started in one direction and all of a sudden she <laughs> broke the fourth wall, right? And it kind of lost yeah, its way. Yeah. But other than that, no, yeah. it was good. It was good. Uh, it was it was good. But anyways, it back was to, bold. You know, it yeah. was it was it was it was I guess very Deadpooly. And, very Deadpoolish, yes. And and a lot of people were like, oh, were like pissed off because they. They wasted the opportunity to go to MCU head office. It should have been Deadpool who did that first, or whatever. Like, yeah. like just like petty shit. Yeah. Uh, people are just petty. I yeah, think. I agree. I thought She Hulk was funny. Mm. Um, it was funny. Yeah, and I think that was the that was what it was supposed. Well, to that was be. the point, right? It was supposed to be a comedy, right? So, yeah. 
Also, it 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 sneaks in at the end, setting up World War Hulk uh, mm-hmm. by by sliding in um, his son just in the very last scene. Um, they're they're setting up World War Hulk happens because his son gets killed, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it happens to be, I believe. Uh, and if not at the hands of by direct involvement of um, Red Hulk, who is going to be emerge now in what's that movie? Isn't that the, Thunder, uh, Thunderbolt? The Ross? Thunderbolts movie, yes, yeah. yes. Thunder and and they just cast Harrison Ford to play Thunderbolt Ross to yeah. replace um, the the actor who died. Yeah, whose I'm name drawing a blank on his name right now too. I keep wanting to say Ed Harris because I want Ed no. Harris to replace him. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh god, that's just yeah, I forgot his name. Anyway, and so it's just because I'm a pothead, not because I'm an asshole. Anyway, um, so they've just cast Harrison Ford. Everybody, it's like it's it's like it's it's like the out in the out in the open secret that Harrison Ford is going to play fucking Red Hulk now, which I mm-hmm. think is, I think is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Um, because I, like Red Hulk is going to move like an old man if if you do that, uh, well, I'm we sorry know he won't. What are they going to do? He's not going to move like <laughs> an old man. Obviously, they're going to have someone play the Red Hulk, um, like mo- mocap him. Right? So they're not going to mocap Harrison Ford. Then you're saying yeah, they're going to mocap course. a, stu- a stuntman instead? He's, he's too old. And just and, well, this, how is it going to look good then? Because like, they what they mocap. You put his face like on what, someone else's body. Of course, they can do that. What's his name? Who plays Hulk? They actually mocap him. Yeah, he's also like, younger. He actually, though. I know that. But I'm, I'm saying, it, like, like it's no for the you're, scenes you're creating, where he's talking. You're, I'm you're sure. creating an extra degree of difficulty to make it look good. I don't. I don't think it's going to be able to look good. Is what I'm saying. Eh, to enough. paint Harrison Ford's face on a stuntman's body, it adds like an extra degree of complexity to the the. To the the CGI work, that I I don't think there's any way it's going to look good. I I I think that Red Hulk is going to look awful if you're if Harrison Ford is going to play Red Hulk. I think that's a terrible decision. But right. um, technology. Anyway, I, I think I'm pretty sure the story of the World War Hulk comic is uh, a, a team of Earth superheroes invo- in, involving Red Hulk ends up killing Scar. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Hulk's son, and that causes Hulk to like uh, get so angry that he loses complete control and turns into World Breaker Hulk, who is like the angriest, most powerful version of Hulk, who is so powerful he can destroy the Earth with a punch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Hulk fans would really love to see that happen because Hulk has been so safe and not dangerous for so long. You know, he got the shit beat out of him by Thanos. He's been totally, like, nerfed mm-hmm. in the MCU for, like, a decade now. So yeah. um, I think it's all very exciting that She-Hulk kind of tips off that all of that might be coming. Like, mm-hmm. World Breaker Hulk, World War Hulk. If all of that happened, for Hulk fans, that would be super, super huge. That would be, like, how Spider-Man f- fans felt about uh, No Way Home. Uh, seeing all three Spider-Men together, like World War Hulk is going to be like a Hulk event on that level. Uh, so 
if that happens, that's very exciting. So She-Hulk to me was very exciting, uh, as well as a good show. Mm. And um, people shit on that too much, which was our point. Anyway, we were talking about the Ant-Man trailer. Yes. <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to add on that before I move? Yeah, on? no. It, I like I said, I enjoyed it. Um, I again, it's, Ant-Man's not a comic that I read either. But um, yeah, no. No, I, me neither. Yeah, I enjoyed. Just the, a fan of those movies. I enjoyed the first yeah. two films, and I'm uh, and I'm looking forward to the third. So, cool. Yeah. All right then, Ant Man, boob done on you. Boob done. Uh, uh, I quickly then let's touch on this new Transformers trailer, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Rise of the Beasts. Um, it's it's got it's got it, uh, it seems like it hits all the right notes, Kev. It's got Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. It's got Optimus, Optimus Prime Primal. in. In his in his classic form, mm-hmm. like the form that he was in the Bumblebee movie, um, which everybody's super stoked about, um, Optimus Primal fans fans of um, you know Transformers Beast Wars are probably super stoked about that. I didn't watch that show, but um, you know bit. I recognized it. I checked it out enough that I mm-hmm. recognized him. Um, yeah. So I see what's up there. Um, so it's. It's like steeped in Transformers TV show lore, which a lot of fans are going to love. Um, it also shows another new character who kind of goes through the Sam Woodwicky experience of, mm. of 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 just thinking that he's driving in a regular car, that it turns out to be a Transformer, and then he goes through the experience of what it's like to have a Transformer as your car. Look like a lot of retread to me, sorry, mm. story-wise. Uh, but it seemed like it was retreading all of the stuff that was really good about previous Transformers movies. Mm. So that was the feeling I was left with after this trailer. I felt like it looked like a lot of rehashing, but it looked like they were trying to show me the rehashing, the stuff that was good. Like they figured out like what was good and what was bad or whatever, maybe. Um, so whatever, I, I, I feel like neutral on this. I, I might check it out. Um, I don't think it, uh, it looks bad. Anyway, that's what I, how I feel about it. Yeah, the trailer looks good. Feel? Um, yeah, but I've been burned too many times with the yeah. Transformers movies yeah. that when I watched it, I was just like, "Eh." You, you know like Bumblebee, mean? though, right? Huh? You liked Bumblebee, though, right? I loved Bumblebee, and right. again, going into that movie, I was like, "Okay." Um, be prepared to be disappointed. Low expectations. Right? Low expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, um, this trailer looked great. Yeah. No, the fucking Transformers look dope. The fucking visuals look great. Everything looked great in this trailer. The story, I don't know. They didn't really go too deep into uh, into the story or whatever it's going to be. But, you know what I mean? I'm just prepared to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I loved the first one. Like the first one was like when I watched it in the theater, I felt like a little kid. I felt like I was 10 years old playing with my transformer toys again. Um, you know what I mean? Like it was so yeah, yeah. well done watching the transformers cartoon Sound like, wave. when I was a kid, like they, they brought back those, those kind of feels. And then the second one was just Laser beak. hot fucking yeah. garbage. And then, yeah. The third one was a little bit better. Um, I actually didn't mind the third one from her correctly. And then they, I uh, think after that was the Marky Mark one. And I fucking hated that one. I was <laughs> fucking yeah. burned my TV to the ground. Like, did I see that one? Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins was. Yeah, wasn't he it. like Galactus or something like that? Not Galactus. Um, The planet. What was the planet again? 
No, no, no. Anthony Hopkins was just like an old man who Marky Mark had to go find in a castle. Or was it? Okay. Shit. There was yeah, a, I don't even there was a transformer who there was a transformer who lived in an oh, old no. castle. Sorry, I'm thinking. Of, I think Leonard Nimoy played the big planet, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm mixing up my things. But anyways, um, yeah, no, I'm 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 prepared to be disappointed <laughs> as I usually am with these movies. We should, we right? Should, but um but yeah, no, it again the trailer does look good. I, I can't show on the trailer. So but yeah, I I just yeah. Neutral. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, I'm prepared to be. Bring it out. Again. Put, put it yeah, out. No, Let's... I did. I did enjoy. I I, I wasn't hardcore <coughs> into uh, Beast Wars, but I remember watching it a whole bunch of times and really liking it. So the fact that they're bringing it to the big screen, I'm like, okay, like this could work. At first, I was like, meh, but after seeing the trailer, I'm like, okay, this could work. So, but we'll see. Because yeah. Beast Wars, if I remember correctly, took place, you know, thousands of years before the tra- the Transformers cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah. There's got to be. Yeah, I think that I think there's got to be some plotline where the beast, where the beasts have been like asleep and they've been reawakened. Yeah. I think they mentioned something. Something is awakened. That's I think the only that way. That's the only way they can do that. That was said in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if I remember correctly, yeah, it took place way before the actual cartoon. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's actually the plot. I think yeah. they've. It's it's kind of like the Megatron who was found under the ice plot, but it's the beasts are mm-hmm. awakening. I think that's what's happening. I, I kind of looked like that from the trailer, anyway. Fair enough. Anyway, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Uh, your first trailer is intriguing. Mm-hmm. We might we might check you out. Yeah, but we're but but we're prepared to be disappointed. We're prepared. We're, we're prepared to cry in our popcorn. We have a, we have not forgotten Michael Bay. We have not forgotten. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Boom! Oh shit. <laughs> So tell us about your experience with the cocaine bear. Oh my God, cocaine bear! Now, when I first heard that they were making a movie called Cocaine Bear, I fucking laughed. I'm like, shut the fuck up! That's gonna be so fucking dumb. <laughs> right? yeah. And then the trailer came out, and I watched this trailer, and I'm like, this movie looks so fucking much better than it should. Like I, I when I heard cocaine bear i was just like okay this is gonna be hot garbage don't bother <laughs> but after seeing the trailer i'm like i'm on board i can't wait <laughs> i gotta watch this yeah. movie um the, it it doesn't take itself serious which, which i love um you can you can tell they had fun making this movie like watching the trailer, you can tell yeah. that they they're like, "Hey, this is gonna, this is just gonna be a fun fucking." Rock. It seems like fun is in, yeah. is in, in intentional. Yes, yes it's yes. definitely intentional with this trailer. So, fun. yeah, no, I'm fun. I'm on board. Uh, comes out in February, and yeah, I that's this right as of right now. This is a movie that um that yeah I will definitely go see, um in the first weekend that it comes out for sure. Yeah. 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 What about you? What do you think of Cocaine Bear? I have not seen the trailer. Oh, you didn't watch it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's but um, there's a reason. I intentionally avoided it. Oh, okay. Um, I can't hate on that. I actually got annoyed by people talking about <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got annoyed by like YouTubers and stuff like talking about it before yeah. I saw it. I was like I was like, people are like too jazzed about like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but but it, I mean, I've got to admit, it sounds fun. Like just like the premise of it, it sounds it sounds like a fun idea for a movie. But I just like I don't know. Somebody struck me the wrong way, and I got like the like a like a chill about it. And I and I was like, no, I don't even want to watch the trailer. I don't care. Um, it, but, I get um, like that too. Uh, I can't remember what trailer it was. Recently, uh, everyone was fucking buzzing about it, and I was just like, ah, I'm not watching it. Yeah. <laughs> for life, me, I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I haven't watched said trailer. Actually, no, I think I accidentally watched it in the, in the theater. If I can remember <laughs> what it was, no, it was just something. I was just like, everyone was like, I'm like, eh, I'm, I have no interest, and I never watched the trailer. But it was something big coming. But anyways, for life, me, I can't remember what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> no, okay. I, I I definitely like got a lip on about it, like mm-hmm. uh, just from people talking about it, and I, uh, I yeah, I totally didn't watch it intentionally. So that's why I, that's why I asked you what you thought of it. That's like I think about it because uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen the trailer, but I've heard that people think it looks awesome or whatever. So yeah. I, I I I I'm gonna open my mind back up about it, and I'm gonna. Not. Give it a chance. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. A I'm gonna enough. give it a chance. Yeah, sure no, I, I definitely, out. I definitely think it looks like a fun movie. So, I'm on board. I might do a okay. couple rails before I go watch this. Movie. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Boom done on cocaine. <laughs> sure, boom done on cocaine. Bear. Boom. Remember, remember that scene in the the Birds of Prey movie where. She does the fucking Har- cocaine. Harley Quinn does does blow, and yeah. it gives her superpowers. Yeah. How was how so nobody dumb. mad? About that? How did like? I, so I think that that nobody watched that movie at all. That's the only reason yeah. they didn't get it for that. Because like, it was so unwatched that nobody fucking noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's boom down on Birds of Prey. Boom! Birds of Prey. Now that we've both busted a rail, we are ready to move on to our first review of the night, and it will be for the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, mm-hmm. now available on Disney Plus for free. Um, look, I I, t- I I totally going into this, Kev. Mm-hmm. I I told I had high expectations. Yeah. Um, I, I I feel like James Gunn, like I said, is on a roll after Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. or, or after after uh, Peacemaker. I had the lowest expectations of anything possible going into Peacemaker, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only did he, did he take that character that I hated, he took my favorite character from DC Comics, the one that I collected, mm-hmm. the Vigilante, the one that nobody else knew but me when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a comic collector. Nobody liked that comic but me. Yeah. Um, Yo, can, I, uh, can I just play some real quick before you okay. continue? Yeah. And yeah. I think this yeah. is appropriate for the Guardians, right? Mm-hmm. There we go. I just feel this is appropriate to play while we're talking about Guardians. Guardians, so fun, right? Like, and and the music of this holiday special probably responsible for like how great it is. Oh, dude, that song that they sing, uh, the Christmas song. Yeah. When, um, the band. The original know. music is amazing. Yeah. Um, they're called the the old ninety sevens. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. And I think it's James Gunn's, actually, like it's actually James Gunn's band or whatever. Right. 
or his friends. I don't know. Something like that. Um, yeah. But like, Wasn't the, like it Kevin sounds Bacon's like Bacon's band too in that movie or in that show. No, Kevin Bacon sang with the old ninety sevens. But wasn't it his? Isn't it his band that from correctly? No, I, no heard, it's not, I thought it's not I heard Kevin, that. I don't think so. Mm. I well, the review that I watched, uh, or like the explainer that I watched, suggested that the band was actually James Gunn's band, and that Kevin Bacon performed with them, mm. not his own band but i may be wrong i'm not steeped in the expertise of the kevin bacon band thing anyway i really enjoyed the music of this guardians holiday special they do like a couple of original christmas tunes but then they hit like all the classic punk christmas tunes are in this mm. um like you could tell james gunn is really of our generation and like uh it's it like the 90s music um, in this is like, like it's all very relevant to you and me, and like uh, you know our kind of our our set, our generation growing up. This is our music, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the the story is funny. It's fun. Um, it's it's Guardians. Um, I love that it it fucking canonizes the Gobots in the in the MCU in yeah. the funniest <laughs> in the. Funniest, funniest damn way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've heard some people argue that's not what they intended, that they that they weren't actually, that it was just a joke, that the, they're not saying the GoBots are actually real. And I disagree. I think they were absolutely saying the GoBots are actually absolutely real mm-hmm. and that his cousin, that, <laughs> that Drax's cousin was actually killed by a GoBot. I believe that was absolutely sincere. Mm. Um, because Drax doesn't make jokes like he like his whole thing is he doesn't have any sense of irony like he wouldn't make a joke like that like it that was like real uh, <laughs> and funny as hell I thought um, and it was just full of just funny cuteness and um, mm. and it was just a great Christmas special like the emotion hit you. You you really you really felt uh, Peter's joy at discovering that uh, she was his sister. What's her What's her name? Mantis. Mantis. Was her yeah. Yeah. Um, Mantis and Drax as a, as a team together are always funny and focusing on them. Oh, they were great. As long as they did the special, they really carried it really well. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, there was a lot of funny moments with them. Can you throw me over? And he just picks her up and throws her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was fucking great. I was dying. Yeah. Um, and there was another part where he kept on saying the same thing over and over. I can't remember what it was. And he was, she was just every, like, she yelled every at him. Time, <laughs> every time they just broke out of the action yeah. just, to talk, just to talk their little bullshit. Like mm. uh, when the, the, the cops in the car that he flipped over. Mm-hmm. When Man- when Mantis went to see if they were okay, and then she gives them the candy cane, and then she starts having the argument with them about whether it looks like a man or not, because that's what she was arguing with yeah. Drax about. Like, that moment, any other director, any other editor would have cut that moment out of the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it wouldn't be there. It would, it's so extra, it's so extraneous, but it's so James Gunn, and it made me laugh so hard, mm-hmm. like, because it just, it fucking does not need to be there for any fucking reason at all, except that James Gunn loves these characters, and he loves these fucking stories that they have, with the, their, their interactions 
there these are all labors of love for him and he just wants to just put as much of it in as he can mm-hmm. it's so good it's so great yeah. um to me like um ah man and peter quill was hardly in it it looked like chris pratt probably had to show up for one day to yeah. shoot this thing um but they treat him like such a hero like he is such he's shot like like he's like he's Thor of this right like he is like uh, they really they really like hold him up as the hero of the, of guardians and mm. and that's fine i guess he is um but um yeah i love this thing and uh i can't i can't really push it enough um and it makes me super stoked for guardians 3 because again, I think James Gunn is really is really in the groove. Mm-hmm. He's really he's really nailing it. He's really just he's got these amazing creative flourishes. Like like at the beginning of this holiday special when it's in animated when it's 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 and it looks like classic like like eighties yeah uh, cartoon yeah animation mm-hmm. and and it's this it's this new Marvel animation house that did. Uh, that whole what if series, mm. which I thought the animation, I loved the animation through all of it. And I said that mm. it was, it's totally, it totally fits this genre so well. Right. And you could tell it's the same animation house. It's their own in-house animation house. And, and they just starting this off, it's a Christmas special and it starts off with an animated section, kind of like the star Wars, uh, mm. uh, you know, a uh, holiday special that this is kind of all based on. Well, it um, didn't start with an anime. No, but it had, it had an anime yeah. section, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it felt, it felt like that same vibe. The animation felt right. like, it felt like it could have been from that same special. Yeah. Um, um, and it was, and it's a great cute little story with Yondu and Peter and, uh, and the whole thing, the whole thing is just great. It, it's a great little holiday special. Mm. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, ten out of ten for me. Um, yeah, it was good. I I wasn't missing a damn thing, and mm-hmm. um, it made me laugh um, and pulled my heartstrings too. Mm-hmm. And I sang along. I sang like some of my favorite songs, you know. And the bells are ringing out for mm-hmm. Christmas time, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, loved it. it was anyway. fun. It was fun. Um, Go ahead. It wasn't. It wasn't cheesy like the holiday. Um, Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you know they filmed this it, during um, through while they were filming Guardians Three, right? It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> that was yeah. the whole thing. Is uh, it looked like it might have been a quick shoot, except mm-hmm. for the, the except for the stuff with Drax and Mantis. On yeah, Earth. on Earth, whatever, right? But yeah, the no, longest. Apparently, yeah, they filmed this while like they, um, uh, I guess they had the set and they they filmed whatever, right? Uh, he wrote that overnight. Apparently, he was like, he thought of it. He approached Kevin yeah. Feige about it, and he was like, "Yeah, sounds great, do it." And he shot it like he wrote it the next day, <laughs> like that night. Amazing. And he showed up with the script the next day. Like, <clears throat> yeah, no, James Gunn, amazing. Man. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I, I too, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. It hit a lot of, a lot of funny beats, a lot of uh, emotional beats there. Um, yeah. yeah, overall, I, I had a lot of fun with it too. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm up there with you. I would give it a nine out of ten. Excuse me. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Awesome. Awesome. All right then. <clears throat> we both love the Guardians holiday special. We mm-hmm. highly recommend it. Go get it no, in you, if you if you got it. Even save it save it for your special like time that you have with your family. Yeah. Um, it's 
totally yeah, a well, family. They're into the MCU. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, they really, they're nailing these fucking special things that they're doing. Um, we didn't talk about Werewolf by Night. Um, I thought that oh, was Oh, Werewolf too. by Night was yeah. amazing, Yeah, dude. no, I really enjoyed was that amazing. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, and that was like awesome I, I, new awesome new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, that I can't wait to see interacting with Moon Knight with mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac and that Oscar Isaac and that I forget the actor's name. Sorry now, who plays Werewolf by Night? But mm-hmm. another amazing character that is not a classic superhero at all, yeah. like Oscar Isaac. I, I I love the character of Moon Knight because because it's such a unique character that it's so like different and weird and not really relatable you know whatever people compare it to batman but you can't really if you really if you really know it what moon knight is um werewolf by night same deal like completely unique uh character great actor funny compelling um if they're setting up like a dark avengers with those characters together i think that's that that that's awesome mm-hmm Anyway, well, yeah. Sorry, tangent. Uh, Werewolf by Night was is was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well. No, I was just saying. I was just making a point that um, they're nailing it with these like um, little yeah. specials that they're doing. Um, and I love. Uh, um, I don't know if you caught this, but at the beginning of the special, they have like that old school retro special when it spins um, towards the screen, whatever. Um, that's yeah. like straight from like the eighties, that, that, that little, it's the CBS, the yeah, CBS yeah. holiday special yeah, logo. Yeah. 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 They ripped it off. They, well, they imitated it mm-hmm. and it's very cool. It's yeah, very yeah. cool. Like little, little things like especially that. Especially if you know. Yeah. 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 No, it's great. So anyways, yeah, I just wanted to say, I, I, I'm enjoying their specials. So it's, boom. yeah. <laughs> James Gunn, James Gunn. I can't, oh man. The DCU, like we should, I could do a whole episode on what I hope is going to happen there or what I think is going to happen there. Um, but James Gunn is on such an amazing creative role. I'm so stoked for him. Yeah. Yeah. Was there, no, I don't want to go on a tangent. Anyway, okay. um, what should we talk about next? We, we both watched Rings of Power. So, yes, we did. so let's talk, let, let's talk about that next. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I really liked it. Um, and, yeah. and I don't want, like I don't want to go into, like, uh, let's not review the whole thing. But um, you know, like generally, um, I really liked it. But, um, like, what I thought was awesome about it was that it was it felt so much like the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. and. The Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies are amazing, mm. but they're not my favorite movies. Like I don't, I don't love them. Like I, like I, like I need to rewatch them over and over again because they're so great. I know they're great. And I feel like they're great, but <clears throat> I guess all the way going back to when I read the Lord of the Rings books mm-hmm. in like like the eighth grade. I've always felt like those stories were kind of boring, right. <laughs> and and I and I felt like the movies were amazing recreations of the books, and that Peter Jackson as a filmmaker was so masterful in making those movies, and those movies are so visually stunning, and you know, um, um, they sound amazing too. Uh, they're just such amazing movies, and today, like even to this day, they're so old now; they're like thirty years old almost. Mm-hmm. Um, the, well, maybe 25 years old, but, um, 
they're kind of getting to be old movies now, but they but they're still like so like perfect. Um, but I but whatever. I've always thought well, J.R.R. Tolkien's writing is a, is kind of a little bit boring, honestly. And if you're if you're translating it to the screen really well, you're kind of translating something that's a little bit slow and a little bit boring, but. But are you translating it well? Is what's important, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that Peter Jackson fucking nailed it in in the Lord of the Rings movies. I thought the Hobbit movies that followed were awful. Mm-hmm. There were reasons for that, though. There was a lot of studio interference, and I I don't really blame Peter Jackson too much for that. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I feel like this series, the Springs of Power series. Even though Peter Jackson was not involved, no. they really they really went to the school of Peter Jackson <laughs> vis- visually mm-hmm. and and writing wise. Um, even though like J.R.R. Tolkien's family is very much involved in this, uh, I think his granddaughters um, are producers on this, and like <clears throat> you know, I guess obviously the right people are in charge of stewarding this material forward, but. But this is how I felt about the series. I felt like it it, it perfectly represents the Tolkien um, kind of uh, races and 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 uh, world, and a lot of this stuff is directly from his earlier books. Um, but I also felt like it moves it forward a little bit. Uh, I felt like the the multi ethnic kind of feel of this like all the characters aren't all white people like they Mm. were in in sam jackson's movies um i felt like that was awesome because they weren't all white people in in the books either like he he would describe skin color um and and so this series kind of accurately pulls that in to it as well and there's this great actress in all these roles and the writing is really really faithful and and Tolkien like, and so it's slow and boring sometimes. Is was kind of my point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like it's not like the most exciting thing to watch. But it, but every episode of this show made me feel like um, wow, like it's it's kind of perfect. Like it kind of feels like Peter Jackson made this. Um, like in the era of his movies. Um, and it's 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 on that level of quality, um, and so I think it's a great show, um, but also not the most fun show that I've ever watched. Like I don't I don't like love it the way I love like House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is like an amazing George R R Martin written show, which really feels like the writing of George R R Martin, which to me is just a little more exciting. So it's just a little more tailored to my particular tastes. Mm-hmm. But if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, if you're a Peter Jackson fan, if you're a fan of the Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings movie, I think you should love rings of power. I think it's kind of perfect in, in many, many ways. Um, totally worth your time. And, um, I, I would give it a super high rating. I would give it a nine out of 10. Um, and, um, I think, uh, you know, I've heard some complaints about it from some people, and um, I think any complaint I've heard about it is silly and doesn't pay attention to the things that I've said, like like how faithful is it to Tolkien mm-hmm. and how faithful is it to Peter Jackson's films, which are the most beloved for Tolkien fans. Um, 
I think it really nails it, uh, honestly. Mm. But that's me. Uh, what about you, Kev? How do you think? What do you? Yeah. Think? So, uh, um, as a as a casual Lord of the Rings fan, like I'm not a I'm not a fucking diehard by any means. Um, I agree with you. It kept it faithful to um, Jackson's Peter Jackson's work. Um, Although uh, I heard that um, Peter Jackson actually reached out to um, the people making yeah. this. Yeah, he felt slighted. I heard, mm-hmm. yeah. and he was like, uh, "If you need, if you need my help, basically, you know, I'm in there." And they never reached out to him whatsoever. Yeah, um, which is fine. Like, obviously, I guess they felt like we're we're good. <laughs> Right, we're I think they were. I think, yeah, I think it turned out they were. Mm-hmm. So, um, I definitely agree with you. There was a lot of slow, fucking paced moments in this show. It yeah. was very slow. It's some not... of the, yeah, some of the episodes while I was watching it, like I was like, you know, well, what's Jeremy Dove doing right now? Because uh, you know, what I mean, like, like it was. Just, <laughs> there was some parts I was just like, hey, like uh, yada yada, let's go. But no, overall, yeah, yeah. like I, I did enjoy it. Um, the, the um i love the i wasn't i don't know the hobbits were kind of weak that whole fucking thing with the with the old guy that fell from the heavens or whatever like it was a very slow burn with that whole thing too but it, yeah. it, it, it started to pay off towards the end um i love the the story of how um the elf was trying to get the um the dwarf to to um help him and all that shit like that was all yeah. that was great um, I love that whole. Mm, yeah, I love that whole dynamic. Um, that whole story. This, this move. This show. I was going to call it a movie. This show had so many different plot lines, um, and I'm assuming eventually they're all going to fucking intertwine. Because as of right now, they're still um, very yeah. not intertwined. <laughs> um, a lot yep. of stories going on here. Um, yep. But yeah, no. I overall, like you, I I did enjoy it. I thought it was good. Uh, it's a shame we have to wait two years. Apparently, it's not coming out till twenty twenty four, season two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because by then, same thing with same thing with House of the Dragon. Yeah, Both I heard those that. Shows, we got to yeah. wait two years. Yeah. Which is a yeah. shame because you know what I mean. Like a lot of that material is going to be out of our brains by then. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have to rewatch it. <laughs> well, no it's worries. a lot of TV no to worries rewatch. For House of the Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't watch any of House of the Dragon, but. Well, you, um, you need to get on that, man. Yeah. As soon as you have like I something, as soon as you have a drought, as soon as you have a drought, yeah. You know me. You know me. Game of Thrones. We don't. We don't mesh. <laughs> but, but this is this is like, man. Though this is like, it's like Game of Thrones, uh, extra strong. It's yeah. like Game of Thrones. It's like Game of Thrones with extra alcohol. Like like it's a hundred forty proof mm. Game of Thrones. It's like. It's darker. Mm-hmm. It's more. It's more. There's more incest. There's more. Just <laughs> yeah, like there's that's... no. There's no good guys. It's like all bad guys. Yeah, and there's like yeah, way yeah. more. And there's way more dragons. And and I don't know, man. It it's just like doesn't... it's a dark. It's like a man. It's a, it just doesn't. It's do a dark show. Yeah, fair enough. All right, man. But fine. I did that's enjoy fine. Ring of Power though. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but yeah, like I said, um, Ring of Power is much different. Than yeah, I'm sure, much different. I'm sure. I'm sure. But um yeah uh, I'm I'm I was still waiting for the fucking rings to show up. <laughs> <laughs> they never showed up. 
that's <laughs> but um but yeah no it's it, it was good uh i enjoyed it uh not as much i i wouldn't rate it as high as you and uh i'm i'm thinking i think i'm gonna give it a seven all right uh seven Whoa, out of ten okay. like i said i, I, I was i, I was I was waiting for an eight from you, but seven. Okay. Yeah, no, I That's... feel like it was like a seven for me. I because, like I said, I I liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, and I will watch the second season, but um, but yeah, no, it's just it it didn't grip me as much as I was kind of hoping it would. But yeah, but that being said, I I still I I, I still enjoyed it. So yeah, all seven, right, seven out of ten. Cool. Yeah. All right then. Uh, go out and check out your Rings of Power if you haven't yet. On uh, Amazon Prime, definitely. Uh, especially, especially if you are a Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings. Yeah, fan, for sure. I, you you'll be appeased with uh, with this work. Boom! Done. Let's move on then. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to Kevin, something I want to celebrate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit. So, w- will you play my favorite dance thing? Yeah theme your favorite dance theme yes my favorite my favorite my favorite jam kev your favorite jam play i want to bring it back i I lost it for a while (laughs) i tell you i lost it it's back baby it's back back can you feel it the force is strong in this one Oh, get this one. Yeah. Force is back. Balance has been restored. <laughs> force. <laughs> Yet there was no force in this show. <laughs> Balance. <laughs> it was it was stars without the words. Balance. <laughs> you know what, man, Kevin. Yeah. How long have we been doing this podcast for now? Thirty years, forty years. 40 how years, long? Man, how long have we years. been doing this now? Forty years. In like our head, we've been doing this for forty years. At least, at yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like back back in the beginning, mm-hmm. we started this. We started this. I don't remember what fucking year it was, but it was right about after the Last Jedi came out, right? Yeah. It was at, It was there, during yeah. the during the controversy during the Last Jedi Wars. Yeah. As, as let's let's refer to it that. When when you couldn't talk about the Last Jedi online, without like, just like a huge fight breaking out yeah. because everybody was fighting about the Last Jedi. Yeah, and <clears throat> man, um, the era of the prequel trilogy. I feel like I look back on it now, and I feel like I feel abused by mm-hmm. that era now. I feel like I kept. Like three movies in a row, I I kept like letting myself get hopeful. Like I kept I kept getting into the hype train mm-hmm. and like, oh, this looks interesting and this. And I kept I started theorizing. I started saying, oh, I hope this is gonna you know. And then I, and then like, man, I like man. <laughs> mm. Um, you got kicked. I want to. I want to, Kev. This is. I feel like Andor. It put this missing piece into place. Like when when you and I first started this, my manifesto was, okay. Now that Disney owns Star Wars, what I hope is that we what we're in is this era of 
like like throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's just try whatever we could think of and then see what works and what doesn't work, right? And 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 I also said from the very beginning, like my greatest hope is that we get a mature level of storytelling. Mm-hmm. I like I I I, I use the phrase Game of Thrones of Star Wars a lot, um, meaning that I was just hoping for like like um, you know a political Star Wars, mm-hmm. a Star Wars that actually actually told the story of how the wars started and and gave us you know characters and and you know the actual uh events uh of of all of this um because you know that there should be a lot of fascinating stuff there and 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 when george lucas made the prequel trilogy um you know he delved into the politics a little bit mm-hmm. um and and a lot of people think he did a bad job of it, and I'm and I'm kind of one of them. I feel like the 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 prequel trilogy um, had a lot of bad writing in it, mm-hmm. uh, and and a lot of it, it was it was bad. I think it was bad. Um, but but the idea that you would come out of the prequel trilogy and and decide that for some reason politics were the problem and not just bad writing, you know. It's it's Star Wars. It's it's a movie about wars. Uh, politics are the reason wars start. Like mm-hmm. you can't have you can't have a series of movies about wars without talking about politics, mm-hmm. right? So, um, the like Andor is just political. It's just the politics. It's it's the point of view of the Empire. It's the point of view of the people who start the rebellion, um, it's all that stuff that after the prequel trilogy, people said was like, oh, we shouldn't even tell stories about that. Um, but that I've always wanted. It, it, and, I, and I said, I said, look, when Disney bought Star Wars, I said, okay, now you have the money, you can go out and you can make a million different Star Wars properties all I want from you is to give me one adult stream, mm-hmm. right? Like one, like one Star Wars black label, right? Like one comic, one storyline, one TV show, one movie series that is not for kids, right? And and the the, the mantra of Star Wars is for kids has been around since the '90s when George Lucas you know, moved into the animation world and started the Clone Wars series with Dave Filoni and he was trying to sell it on Nickelodeon. Of course, he said in interviews, well, Star Wars is for kids because he was selling the only Star Wars product that existed for decades mm-hmm. What was a cartoon show on Nickelodeon that, that was intended for kids. And, you know he made that cartoon show after he made, remember the trailer that, that we, we all saw, he tried to make a live action TV star Wars show. Yeah. Um, he even filmed like, it looks like a whole episode. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like only like 20 minutes of footage, but, 
but it turned out that show was too expensive for anybody to make. It couldn't get made. Mm-hmm. So he, so here was George Lucas in the late 90s, early 2000s saying, well, I want to make these live action TV shows, but it turns out they're too expensive to make. But I have this property, Star Wars, that is like the most valuable property that exists and everybody wants to see it. So what can I do? Like he looks at Nickelodeon and he sees the Avatar cartoon series that everybody is like, it's huge that the like kids are crazy about it. It's making tons of money and it costs nothing to make it. And he goes, wait a minute. I should be making that money. That should be star Wars. And he buys the guy who made the Avatar cartoon series, Hmm. who was Dave Filoni and he buys him. And he says, okay, come to Lucasfilm now and do what you did with the Avatar cartoon show, but but make it the Star Wars cartoon show. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to make money at Lucasfilm now. We're going to make, this is our, our income stream now. <coughs> and that's what they did, right? And for, and for decades, that's all there was. And so George Lucas did a lot of interviews talking about that, trying to sell that. And so, of course, he said Star Wars is for kids a lot during that time. During that time, as a Star Wars fan, I was kind of depressed. Like I, like, I checked in with it once in a while, and there was some decent stuff, but most of it was, was, it was obviously made for kids and not for, for the adult fans like me. And, and I always wished for an era where Star Wars was owned by someone else when different creators could come in and make different kinds of Star Wars. And when maybe a creator who preferred a different type of storytelling, an adult level of storytelling, could come in and make just one strain of Star Wars. That's for me. So that I don't have to watch all this other crap and hope I can find like moments that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And, and be constantly disappointed, like I was with all those movies, when I got my hype up and I, and I got hurt. But whatever. Hmm. Um, but whatever. I'm going on and on. And and, and, and what I just want to say uh, in a nutshell. <laughs> the Andor show. Um, the, you're right. There was no force in it. There was mm-hmm. no lightsabers in it. There was no Jedi shit at all. There was really no big cameos. Like I was expecting. I was half expecting that we were going to get a Darth Vader cameo mm-hmm. or a, an, Emperor, an Emperor Palpatine cameo. He's mentioned. Um, he's mentioned a lot. Yeah. So I thought for sure, for sure we'll get a scene, right? Um, but no, like no stunt casting at all, I want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, sure, we got, um, sorry, what's his name? Uh, I should remember his name. Uh, the guy who played um snoke um and oh, andy circus and andy circus thank you mm. um and his amazing character so i mean i mean we did get famous people cast in this um but like um no big like star wars fan service cameos really like mon mothma sure mm. that's a great deep cut um, and man, what they did with her character was like my favorite part of this show, the dynamic between Moth, Mon Mothma and her husband and her daughter and just, uh, like, uh, the way she has to live under Imperial rule and try to like, uh, get this rebellion going at the same time. And her sister, this great character, Vel, uh, 
you know, fleshing out her family more and giving this whole story more weight and resonance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. Um, and, and also, uh, Forrest Whitaker, I guess, I guess yeah. he counts as fans, fan service, uh, because he's from the movies and his character is, is so cool and interesting and kind of unexplored. Um, and, and man, he's so good in this, and, and and his parts are so compelling, and you want to see more of him in the next season. And, and you and I were kind of gonna, I mean, if you just talk about the show on a basic level, like like what was most frustrating to me about like shows like The Mandalorian was the weird like the running time was like twenty minutes some week, and then forty minutes other weeks, but like most minutes most weeks were like twenty minutes. Like the runtime was this was over forty minutes every single week, mm. Andor over its twelve episodes. Um, Cassie and Andor is now the most filmed live action character in Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the most screen time of anyone of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia. Cassie and Andor has more screen time than anybody in Star Wars now, just from this series and Rogue One, of course, combined. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 his character is so meticulously built. All of the characters in this show are so meticulously built. And I could talk about any of them. I could talk about Deidre. I could talk about Cyril. I could talk about... Uh, I've already talked about Vel. I haven't talked about... Um, uh, a B2, a B2 Emo. Mm. Uh, 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 Nix. I'm sorry. Nix is... The, what's the girl's name? Sorry, on Ferex. Don't even uh, fucking remember. Uh, I want to say Nix. Uh, I'm getting it wrong. Anyway, I should have the cast list in front of me. My bad. But um, uh, when I'm doing our full reviews now, we're going to do our full reviews when we have Bill and Kev. Or, sorry, Bill and Greg Bill and on. Uh, Bill and Greg. G Money. Happy birthday. Um, uh Look, Andor is the adult theme Star Wars, the adult level of writing in Star Wars that I've always wanted. Um, it, it was created with such care and intelligence um, and meticulous thought. The The story has a beautiful three-act structure um, with, with wonderful crescendos, uh, throughout that are meticulously planned, lovingly built Gesundheit. Bless oh, you, you heard that? <laughs> I <Yes>. muted. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I muted it. And it's all right. It. You got it. You got yeah. it. You got it. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, funny. you didn't get it. Um, regardless, mm-hmm. um, I feel like, like I was giving up Kev. I was mm-hmm. done. Uh, you know, I got my hopes up for Book of Boba Fett, and I felt like it was like really just so bad. It mm-hmm. was just I wish it never happened. I got my hopes up again for Obi Wan. I thought, well, they must have learned so many lessons now that that Obi Wan, after all these rewrites and everything, it has got to be like so amazing. Um, and I was just, I was so let down. I feel like Obi Wan. I wish they never did it. It was so bad. Um, and uh, like all the animated stuff, like I, it's it's dead to me. Um, like I, I'm so sick of Filoni. I felt like all those decades when Filoni was all that I had, I was so resentful that it was all that I had, and that I had to keep like returning to it to check it out to like look for something that was worthwhile to me. 
whatever. I'm just so happy now that I have this Andor thing. I was not expecting uh, to be like it exceeded my expectations. It was it was better than I ever um, could have imagined. Um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars Star Wars is saved for me by this, and uh, I would love to do a video essay on 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 all of this that I've been talking about because I feel like it's it all makes sense to me now. What I've witnessed, like the whole point of after the prequel trilogy, George Lucas was looking for an income stream based on the Star Wars property that wasn't a series of films. He wanted to do the TV show. It turned out to be too expensive. So he needed a way to raise money. I feel like he always wanted to go back and do that live action TV show, Mm -hmm. but he just never found a way to have enough money to do it. And that he felt like, well, Disney has enough money. They can do it. And there's no way I can do it. But all that time in between, all we had was Filoni. And it was so long. And and now that we can have anything and everything, and that Andor has proven like what you can really do creatively if you really get like some amazing creators involved. Mm. Um, we threw a lot of shit at the wall, you know. We tried JJ Abrams, we tried Ryan Johnson, we tried a lot of fucking shit out, you know, we tried those fucking Lego movie guys. Mm. Um, <laughs> nothing was really working, I don't think, until Andor. Um, okay, fine. There was some good stuff in Mandalorian. Um, and there's a lot of stuff in Mandalorian that should carry on. And the animation can carry on now. I don't have to wish it dead because I have my own thing now. There's another season of Andor coming. Mm-hmm. It's going to be 12 episodes long again. And like that is that is a long run of of this show, so like um like man, I'm back in. I'm mm-hmm. a Star Wars fan again. I have my own thing. I don't have to be mad about any of the other shit anymore. It's fixed. It's fixed, Kev. Mm. And and I don't want I don't want you to be mad at me anymore because I'm not. I, I feel like I'm gonna be less of a shithead. I feel like I'm I'm not gonna shit on on other stuff anymore. I can just ignore it now. Mm-hmm. I I'm cool now. I have my thing, and it's okay that everyone else can have their thing because I finally have my thing again. And I had it's been so long since I felt like I had my thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a happy ending. Is it a golden age, Kev? Is uh, this this I think is the question. Like House House of the Dragon, I feel like is so great that I'm spoiled. Um, uh, Brings of Power, I feel like is so great that if you're a Tolkien fan, you're spoiled. And I feel like Andor fixed the Star Wars problem, and now James Gunn is about to launch his DCU. Is it a golden age, Kev? I think it might be. I think it might be. Yeah. I, I'm putting it out there, Kev. All right. Golden age. Golden age. What do you think? Go ahead. <laughs> Andor. Okay, so... I do appreciate Andor for the fact that it's Star Wars 
without being traditional Star Wars. Much like Rogue One, it was very, it was a movie without force users. It was a movie essentially for the most part until the end without lightsabers. Um, it was just a gritty uh, movie that um, that connected uh, to A New Hope. It bridged a gap. Well, it didn't really bridge a gap, I guess, because it was supposed to be a prequel. But anyways. And or the show I liked, but I didn't love it. It was a very slow burn. I feel like I, it really didn't. So the first heist that they did was a little bit of action and there was a lot of story being told there and then all of a sudden he gets arrested and gets thrown into a jail (laughs) and i feel like the show for me on that storyline picked up a little bit more when he got arrested uh the whole mon mothra stuff was good but it was again very slow and it was just I don't know. It wasn't a show that, and I think I told, I said this in our chat that I didn't get excited week after week to watch it, even though I was watching it week after week. It wasn't like the Mandalorian for me with when the Mandalorian, I was excited to see the next episode. I couldn't wait to see the next episode, but I did appreciate the fact that these were actually long episodes opposed to the Mandalorian, which one week we'd get a 30 minute episode, like you said, and then next week we get a 25 minute episode or, you know what I mean? Like a 21 minute episode. Like, um, and they did rely a lot on nostalgia in the Mandalorian as well. A lot of like, Hey, look who's here. Hey, look who's there. But you know what? Overall, I really enjoyed the Mandalorian and I was excited to see the Mandalorian. So, um, I know this is what you've been asking for, which is long, long form storytelling in yes. the Star Wars universe. And, and I know, politics. yeah, in politics. So I know, like, while I was watching this show, I'm like, this is Jer's show. This show was made yeah. for Jer. This, this is what Jer yeah. has been waiting for. Um, it wasn't as, like I said, gripping for me as it was for you, but, um, but that aside, I did. I, I enjoyed it, and I am going to watch season two. Um, there were a lot of parts of the show that I was actually like surprised that they did. Like um, there was like little things, like um, I'm trying to think of a good example. <clears throat> there was a couple of things, and I was like, "Wow, they actually did that." And I'm drawing a blank on this right now. But anyways. When, um, when, uh. Oh, oh one I of the parts, it. one of the parts I was like, got you surprised, like something that they did was, um, <laughs> when they killed the old man in the jail, for example. Um, yeah. I was like, I was like, wow, they actually fucking did that. <laughs> the op- <laughs> you know the I mean? opening scene, the opening scene is in a brothel. Yes. It's, in uh, a, well, a, it's there's a brothel in Star yes, Wars. Yes. There's now, a brothel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, uh, that was, that was something I was like, even while, while watching, I was like, wow, they're actually doing this. <laughs> they're making a statement yeah. in the first, first scene. Yeah. 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 Um, 
and a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. when that, when that, yeah, when that old guy died of a stroke, and they, and then they, and the they guys killed just him. Put, yeah, yeah, put, him, put down. him down. Yeah, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was a that was a really rough scene to watch mm-hmm. as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, like tough tough scenes in the mm-hmm. writing of 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 that show and we again we're going to review it with 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 greg and bill so mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about the details of it too much but yeah. um no but yeah like i said uh, what i'm looking overall, forward to and say sorry go ahead go yeah ahead. no i'm gonna say overall uh, like i said i did i did like the show but um yeah. i didn't have the same excitement for it as i did like i was actually excited to actually it's funny because at first i wasn't excited so <laughs> when they first announced Book of Boba Fett, I was like, eh, I don't want to know more about Boba Fett. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but anyways, um, and then when the show finally came out, I was like, I was like actually hoping that it would get bigger and better, but then it just got worse and worse. <laughs> but anyways, that's another, that's another topic altogether. Uh, until the end, obviously when they brought in the Mandalorian and the show picked up. <laughs> but anyways, um, but yeah, no, I just wasn't. I just wasn't overly um, as invested. As, I guess is a good word um, when when I was watching this show. But like I said, overall, uh, I feel like once he got arrested, and the whole the whole plot to break out of the because obviously he's going to break out, or else there wouldn't be um, uh, a Rogue One. And one of my biggest actually, I forgot. To this. Where were the aliens in the jails? While I was watching, I was like, "Why is it all humans? Why do they keep the aliens segregated from the humans? Yeah, are are aliens not being arrested in this world? Oh, I'm yeah, no, sure that, that that bothered me. Yeah, that bothered that bothered me a lot. Like I remember, was, so I watched the show with my girlfriend, and I turned yeah. to her while we we're watching. I'm like, "Where are the fucking aliens? Because there was like that scene where they're where they're all in like that hallway and the guy's like you know doing sign language to another guy across the thing, yeah. and I was looking in the uh, like the crowd for an alien and not one single alien. I was just like, why? Like I don't get that. But anyways, um, will they explain that? I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, I I feel like there might have been a line somewhere where they said you're being sent to the human prison really i must have missed that i think i think i mean look i mean i i'm just making excuses for the show because i don't remember the line uh happening but um i feel like the intimation is the electric floors were made for human biology and the whole point is um sending human prisoners to this factory was cheaper than using droids yeah um so I feel like that's their one excuse. Like the voltage was for human biology in those floors. Mm-hmm. So they probably have lots of prisons where they send alien prisoners, but this one particular one, the design of it was just for human prisoners. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, that, right. But I mean, they did put some, some alien characters in some scenes. Yeah. yeah there was like definitely aliens out at the streets or whatever, yeah, but I, I did feel like there was, I feel like there weren't enough. Yeah, I fe- I for sure. I feel like, they're missing in Rogue One. You know when Jyn Erso is in prison, she's in prison with, with aliens. An alien, yeah, and there's always aliens in every scene of Rogue One. And I, 
maybe it was just a budget thing mm-hmm. in the end of the day like right maybe it was just cheaper to use a lot of humans in this show mm-hmm. the aliens they do use in this show like i'm thinking specifically of in the episode after they escape prison those aliens those on, the, on beach the beach yeah who capture them and let them go. I felt like those were such amazingly perfect Star Wars aliens. Like yeah. they, they they felt like Jim Hensony and um and and an alien and uh, mm-hmm. and I thought they were just very very cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I, but, I did like those two as well. But I but I also I also like you I went episodes thinking where are all the damn aliens? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, um, as far as uh, Andor goes, um, like I said, uh, I liked it, but I didn't love it. So yeah. uh, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Um, yeah. That being said, I am looking forward to seeing the season 2. Um, they set yeah. up a lot of shit in this one. Um, yeah. uh, with, like, you know, even Mon Mothra and stuff like that. That whole, yeah. the whole Mon Mothra stuff was good, but again, it's very slow burn. Um, Probably going to get a time jump of one year, I hear, for yeah. season two. So. Which would make sense, I guess. All um, the characters will be in, in new spots, and we'll see. It'll probably be very cool. Yeah, I was hoping to see um, him and uh, Andor and K2SO meeting for the first time. I was hoping that would happen. We're going to get that in season two. We're I would assume. Get that I would assume, yeah. Tony Gilroy has said that. Oh, Tony okay. Gilroy has, yeah. They teased it on that planet he was on. Uh, that yeah. that planet that reminded me like of like Florida. <laughs> it was like a bunch yeah. of people just like Miami. Yeah, Miami, Miami. Exactly. It was yeah. basically Miami. Um, they teased it, and I thought that was where it was going to happen, but of course, it went a different direction. <clears throat> yeah. But overall, yeah, like I said, I, I liked the show. I just didn't love it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, one favorite moment I want to mention before mm-hmm. we wrap up on this. Um, the character I love, um, his name is Brasso, uh, the character from Ferrix, who was just like a friend of uh, of um, Cassian and his family. Um, yeah, okay. And worked with him at the shipyards. And Brasso's moment after the funeral of Marva, of Cassian's mother, he's got Marva's brick, mm. which is which is made from her ashes. And he uses it to smack one of the uh, Imperial Army guys in the head yeah. with Mar- with Marva's brick. I felt like such an amazing character, such an amazing moment. Um, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing more more Brasso in season two. Mm-hmm. He was like the most non the most Wookie non Wookie character in Star Wars. Uh, That's fine. He was so he was so great. Anyway, and apparently uh, the original script um, when. Uh, when they were doing the hologram of his mother doing that speech, apparently mm-hmm. she said "fuck the empire," but they oh, yeah. made him change it. <laughs> no, it looks like you could when you rewatch it. I saw that when yeah. you rewatch it, it looks like she actually says "fuck the empire" and possible, they overdubbed it. But they say they overdubbed the it with her saying "fight the empire." Yeah, <laughs> I feel like maybe 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 that's like an intentional thing they yeah, did to make it um, to like to make it cooler. But I think it's cool. It's yeah. a cool, but when when Marva yells "fight the Empire," mm-hmm. that's such a great moment. That's such a great moment. That's mm-hmm. like the like the actual beginning of the of the rebellion is mm-hmm. that exact moment, right? Yeah, and um, so well earned. Like fuck, like like so great, mm-hmm. so great. Anyway, 
right. Um, we should wrap up this. Yeah. We've been going so long on this episode, so yeah. let's boom done for now on Andor. We're going to come back and talk boom, about God! with Bill and Greg, yeah. but um, Andor uh, to me uh, saved my life. Anyway, right. <laughs> um. You know what? We usually wrap up with the recommendations. So, yeah. Kev, uh, uh, is there anything you want to recommend? I know you um, were talking about you've been watching that Chucky show. Yeah, Chucky is Chucky's good if you're if you're into um, if you're into Chucky. Uh, I highly recommend Chucky. It's 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 a fun show. Um, they they take the Chucky um, uh, premise of the original and just expand the shit out of it. Uh, they bring back original characters like Andy, who which is a little kid in the first one, and it's the same actor. Um, the, really? Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's, it's, uh, same, same guy that does the voice. Uh, his daughter plays a huge role in like his actual real life daughter plays a huge role in the, in the show as well. Jen Tilly, you know, Meg Tilly even makes an appearance. It's yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a fun show. Uh, really like it. Cool. Um, cool. just finished watching season two. Um, a Christmas Story Christmas. I would definitely recommend that if you're a fan. Of oh, the you watched that? Yep. Uh, if you're a fan of the original Christmas Story, I highly recommend it. Um, it's. I'm not going to say it's going to be the new um, golden classic. Uh, that will never be replaced. A Christmas Story it will always be a timeless classic. Uh, it's a movie that I try to watch every year. Uh, this is this is definitely a worthy sequel. Um, I. I, I Highly recommend it if you're a fan of the original, but uh, it's not going to be. I don't. I feel like it's not like you're going to watch a Christmas story and then watch a Christmas story Christmas every year. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, no, it's definitely worth a watch. And lastly, I also love to recommend the menu. I saw the menu in the oh. theater a couple weeks ago. Uh, I went yeah. into it not very knowing very much. I saw one trailer, and that was enough to intrigue me to want to watch it. And let me tell you, I fucking love that movie. Um, it's really well done. Um, it's for me, uh, just because I went into it, not knowing a lot, I would recommend you go into it, not knowing a lot about it. So yeah, highly recommend the menu. Jared. Right on. Go Sounds ahead. Sounds good. I, I might check out the menu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have been interested in that, okay. uh, for sure. And that Chucky show, um, mm. you know what? I'm not really too much of a fan of that series, but, mm. um, uh, my wife is actually friends with the mother of the kid who plays Chucky on that show, so oh, okay. I hear about. I see. Yeah. I see a lot of Facebook. I see a lot of Facebook photos yeah. of him like asleep backstage in the Chucky uh, costume mm. uh, while he while he's like in between shoot shoots and stuff. Um, so uh, I feel a little connected to that. Anyway, okay. um, uh, what, what would I like to recommend? Well, uh, uh, upcoming in March, uh, something I'm very excited about that's not out yet. Um, but season two of Vikings Valhalla on Netflix is coming out. So if you have not seen season one of Vikings Valhalla, totally worth a watch. It's a totally good show. Um, if you're if you like um, medieval um, uh, medieval drama and medieval um, uh, battle uh, shows, I think it's the highest quality uh, of that genre. Mm. Better than a lot of the other stuff that's out there and available right now. <clears throat> um, and uh, what else? Um, you know what? I checked out that Willow series. I don't know if you yeah, checked that out, Kevin. I haven't but, watched um, 
I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I, I watched the, I watched all of episode one and, um, and, uh, and, and I feel like they made some like weird choices and it doesn't feel totally like Willow, but I'm going to, mm. I'm going to like maybe check out a couple more episodes and give it more of a chance and we'll, we'll see how it goes. I was such a huge fan of, of Willow, the original movie when I was a kid, uh, from 1988. Um, uh, I had, I had my hopes up for this, um, We'll see. Like, it's not terrible. It, it's it's kind of visually really good, but the writing is just, like, kind of all over the place. Um, and I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think that's all, really. Uh, I don't have anything else I want to really want to recommend. Okay. But um, we've talked about a lot tonight, buddy. Um, yes, we did. Uh, we did not talk about, uh, you know, Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Yeah, true. At we'll all. Say that for another time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's so much to talk about when we come back for episode 93. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I guess we're ready to wrap up episode 92. Mm-hmm. Unless there's anything else uh, we should get to. Um, no, but I do have a, a blinking call right here. I'm just going to go ahead and click on it. Hello, you're on the air with uh, Jaron Kev. That's the end? Yes, Ms. Jackson. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, is that the is end. The end. <laughs> and, and you know why I'm calling you Ms. Jackson. Because you're nasty. <laughs> because I'm nasty. Um, so, uh, anyway, um... For for DJ Kevy Kev, I am JD the MC, but but you can call me Jer, and that's uh, episode ninety two of twelve for this podcast. And um, my advice to you is to just chill. To the next episode. <laughs> Yeah.